Welcome to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Marilee Blair. Let me be your positive light to help you reach your highest potential and put you in an empowered frame of mind every episode. It's time to get excited for our lives and be in charge of designing our happiness every single day. Let's go. Welcome back to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm so excited to have a very inspiring special guest on the show today who is going to give you so much value to help you lead a fulfilling life and business. Netta Lena Nasserdeen is a motivational speaker, author, business coach, singer, professor, and founder of Rise Up For You. She has over 10 years of experience as a college professor in leadership and a former top executive for an education company. In 2016, Netta started her company, Rise Up For You, an educational and motivational company that is focused on enhancing company culture and people development. Through interactive events, one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and online programs, Rise Up For You puts a very special focus on the people along with emotional and social skills needed to be successful personally and professionally. Netta's company has been featured on CBS, Face the Truth with Vivica A. Fox, Lebanon's National Prime News Channel, and LBC News. Netta is also a proud two-times TEDx speaker. She was also awarded the Chief's Award from the Orange County Sheriff's Department for her work in 2018, She is a two-time finalist for the Emerging Women-Owned Business Award from Connected Women of Influence, and she is about to release her upcoming book on August 14 called Rise Up For You, Closing the Gap Between You and Your Potential. Netta, thank you so much for being here today, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Wow, what a bio. (laughs) I'm listening to you. I'm like, who is that? (laughs) You're incredible. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. And let's start the show with your favorite inspiring quote. So um, this is actually a quote that, that I created, but my favorite quote that I that I love and I live by is that the greatest tragedy today is wasted human potential. Don't let that mm. be your story. Yes. I love that because we can't waste any time. The time is now to take advantage, to have the potential and to take advantage of the resources that we have. So I love that that's how we're starting off the show. And Netta, let's talk about how have you designed happiness in your life? How have I designed happiness in my life? Well, I'll tell you the first thing that I do is not listen to everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, and I mean that Mm -hmm. seriously, you know, I think that people struggle finding happiness today because they're trying to follow what they think they should be, mm. what they should do. You know, the programming that we get from society, the programming that we get from our culture, the programming that we get from our childhood when we're growing up. And it can be really hard to find happiness when you're used to what everybody else wants and what everybody else is telling you. And so I've been able to find happiness just by tapping into myself and living and building a life on my own terms that feels good to me. Yes. 
I love that because we can't be in this constant comparison. It's about really being able to dial in on what really makes us happy. So it's amazing that that's what you're focusing on. And that's probably why you've been able to build this empire because you're focusing on what makes you happy, how you're able to serve others and what your true passions are. So that's helpful for you. And if we just all did that, then we would lead happier lives and we wouldn't be in this constant, oh, let me go on social media and, oh, what is this person doing? It's about, no, don't worry. Everybody has their own journey, but let's focus on what makes us happy. Like, I love that you're saying that because it's true. And sometimes it can be that simple that let's just focus on what makes us happy and not what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we spend a lot of time making decisions based off of other people's thoughts. And and most of us do that, right? Mm-hmm. We decide, oh, I'm, I'm not going to take that job promotion because so-and-so told me I'm not good enough. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go after that career because my parents told me that I didn't deserve it. I'm not going to go after mm-hmm. this because A, B, C, and D. And a lot of times when we don't take action or we do take action, not always in alignment with us, it's because other people are steering us in any which way direction. Mm. And so it's really about understanding what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what makes you feel good and living in alignment with that. And then when Mm. all those thoughts come in, it doesn't matter because they're not yours and they don't belong to you and it's not in alignment with your happiness and the better we're able to navigate our own life and make decisions that feel good for us. Yes. I love that. I love that. And then tell us about your educational and motivational company, Rise Up For You, and what inspired you to create your business? Yeah, so that, that's a long story there, but I'll, I'll break it down, you know, and I'll because it's real and it's truthful. So I used to be a performer and I used to tour around the world as a singer, singer and a dancer. And I realized that the top challenges that I was seeing on tour, it had to do with people. It had to do with like my other cast members. And there was really two dysfunctions, I like to say. So there was organizational dysfunction, meaning that there was challenges amongst the team or the cast. And it all came down to us, like how we communicate with one another, how we talk to one another, how we lead one another, mm-hmm. how we show up. And then the second dysfunction was internally with each individual, like not putting their best foot forward because they got into their head or not like really being their best every day because they felt like they weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. So there was two things that were happening, one on a micro level within the individual and then one on a macro level within the organization. Both of them came down to people and the way that we communicate, the thoughts that we have, the cognitive Mm. behaviors and patterns that we develop. And I used to tour with some bomb singers, like incredible singers that would stand in the back of the riser and they were way better than me. They would stand in the back and I was always center stage diva singer and they were better than me. And it was because of that. It was because Mm. of the mindset that they didn't feel like they were good enough or they showed up Mm. only using half of their potential. And so this was very fascinating for me. And so, you know, as I grew a little bit older, when I got done performing, I decided that I really wanted to go into working with people with leadership. Like, how how do we transform ourselves? How do we transform people? How do we lead And so I went, I got my graduate degree in executive leadership. I became an executive, as you mentioned in the bio, for years. And I saw the same thing. It was the exact same thing. It was professionals that had PhDs. They were 30 years older than me. 
same thing. They were sabotaging their success. They weren't using their full potential. They weren't taking risks. They came to work unhappy. And the organization as a whole also had a lot of toxicity in it. And all of these challenges could have been solved if we just did the people work. I like to call it the people work, you know, like yeah. really working with people, working with yourself to create those shifts. Mm. And so, you know, then I went through my own personal journey. I got married, I resigned, sold everything. I got married, I moved out of the country, and within two weeks, my husband told me he didn't want to be married anymore. So I lost everything in two weeks. So I went from six figures, house on the lake, luxury car, all these things, $200 in my account in just two weeks, and no career, nothing. And it was a huge awakening for me. Like I had to really, really understand who I was. Not what my job role was, mm. not the, the toys and the boat and the car and all that stuff that I have, but like, who, who am I? Yeah. And within two weeks, I came back to California and I started building Rise Up For You. I wow. right away started building Rise Up For You because I realized that everything that we need is already inside of us. We don't need to go outside of us and chase it. Mm. We have to rise up from within, right? We have to rise yes. up from within and take action and do it. And so when I was in the plane and I was coming back from, from Canada, nobody knew I was coming back because I was so embarrassed. I had that epiphany. I was like, okay, now what? Nothing's going to change this. No one's going to come knock on my door and say, Nettie, here's your job back. Okay. No one's going to come back to me and say, here's all your money and your 401k and everything that you drained. No one's going to give, no one's going to do all of that. Like I had to find the fire within and pull it out and start and take action. And so within two weeks, I started building Rise Up For You. Within a couple of months, we, I mean, we were up and running. I was up and running, I should say, because I was a team of one when I first started building the company. And today it is what it is, and that's exactly what we do. It's, we help companies and individuals really maximize their potential so that they can find growth in themselves, so that they mm -hmm. can get you know, the career, the, the performance, the productivity, the profits that they want in their life mm. and really build success. Wow, that is incredible. Just where you came from to be able to build this. And I love that that's the name of your company because when you were going through this hard time, you had to rise yourself out of it. And so that's the name of your company. And now you're helping all of these other people and companies rise up in the same way, because I don't know if a lot of people realize how important it is to really have those good people skills, emotional intelligence, and to learn to become a listener, you know, even with customer service, it's all these little things. And so it's amazing and empowering that this is something that you saw in yourself that you could create and something positive that when you, you know, hit a certain place in your life, you were like, what can I do and how can I help others? And what a great way that you've built well, you've built by doing that. And it's because you were able, maybe, I don't know if it's sometimes in those dark times, you're able to just really reflect and start to what you, what you said, you know, find yourself and get back to a place that 
can lift you up, but lift others up. And so it's just incredible that in that timing of two weeks that you said that you were able to get this rolling and here we are and now we're in 2020 and just how far you've come with your company and now, and with your book release, it's just, that's incredible. We need leaders like you and speakers like you. And, and that's incredible too, because when you were talking about with your singing career that you were on stage and you had that mindset. So, and, and to learn that very young, how old were you when you were like, yes, like I'm an amazing singer, you know, I can do this where you're telling yourself that positive self-talk because that's not something, you know, that everyone just learns early on. So how did you, how did you learn that? How did you embody that? And herein lies the biggest question that anybody can ask. Because I will tell you right now, in all the research that we do, in all the companies that we've worked for, 80% of professionals, their number one challenge is confidence. Mm. Number one challenge is confidence. 80%. That is huge. And so the book that's coming out, this is what we talk about a lot, is Mm. like, how do we tap into our potential and where did it go? Like, why aren't Mm. we tapping into it? And it comes down to confidence. It comes down to self-talk. And that's cultivated... Like the second you're born, right? So a lot of people would say, you know, there's two school of thoughts when it comes to confidence and, and self-talk. Half of the philosophers and researchers that are studying it say that it, it's it's nature, okay? It's nature. You're either born with it or you're not, mm. right? You're either born right. with confidence or you're not born with confidence. And then the other half say it's nurture, meaning that you can build it. You're not born with it. You, you grow. You can build it and your environment mm. shifts it. For me, it's both. Every single baby that's born is born with confidence. We're all born with like equal playing field, okay? But the second we're born, nurture, which is our environment, has a drastic effect on it. And so the environment, the parents you're born into, the household, where you live, your culture, all instantly start to shape and affect who you are and the thoughts that you have. So I am very loved. Everything that I am today, everything that I've built, everything that I've achieved, it's because of my parents. So you see, I was a lucky one that I was born with confidence because we all are, and mm-hmm. I kept it, and it grew, and it kept growing because of my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom, when we were kids, my brothers and I, we would drive to school, and we would be in the back seat, and she would be, like, doing affirmations, and we would repeat them. She's like, wow. today you're going to be amazing, and the three of us would be like, today we're going to be amazing. Like, and she instilled that at such a young age, and mm. even when we got older, even my dad, and I write about this in the book, I remember one time I had an A-, minus, and I came back, and I'm like, Dad, I got an A-, minus. and you know, he's Middle Eastern, he's from overseas, he's like, an A minus? Like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, heck yeah, that's amazing. And he looked at me and said, let me ask you something. He said, could you get the A plus? Are you good enough to get the A plus? And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, then why didn't you get the A plus? And I thought, that's a really good question. If I know that I can get the A plus, why did I play small and just get the A minus? Now I know some people are thinking, come on, it's an A minus, but it's the principle. It's if I know, if I know that I have what it takes. I know I can do this. Why didn't I do it? Mm. And that one moment I remember to this day, because that what was called, that's what was cultivated in me. 
And I'll tell you now, when people say things to me that like put me down or even growing up when teachers told me I was stupid, you know, I had a speech impediment until I was a senior in high school. People told me that like, don't go, don't like, don't go and speak today. I'm a motivational speaker around the world. I was told that I was too heavy to be on stage because I was a little bit heavier as a child. And I became like a kick-ass singer. Excuse my language. I don't know if I can use that word. <laughs> you can. But like, people told me that I couldn't build a business because I was an executive and like I wasn't an entrepreneur. Mm. And I'm like, is anybody born an entrepreneur? Like you learned these skills. Like you learn, you know? Right. And people said all these things to me. And because of my parents and my upbringing, I was like, mm. no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> and like swatting these things out of my mm. way. And everything that I want, everything that I put my mind to, I achieve. Yes. Yes, you didn't listen to any of their negativity or any limiting beliefs because you were able to really take that in from your childhood. But it's also because of you. You know, it's helpful that that was your environment, too, that you had nurturing parents. And I love that they started with affirmations at a young age because I wish, you know, I wish my parents would have done that. I wish everybody's parents would do that. Um, but it's good because you know, it is, it's hard. There will always be negative people or people trying to pull you down, but you didn't listen to any of them. And that's what made you so strong and the person that you are today. And that's just, that's incredible though, that you could break through all of that. And like you were saying, when you were like, goodbye, it's, that's what we all need to do. We need to push those negative things aside, whether it's us or other people telling us, because we can't let anyone else bring us down in order to keep going, to have the best life and to really reach our highest potential. And so for you to be able to build everything that you've built, you really have had to have that, you know, the right mindset and not let anything break you. And so that's, that's probably what helped you become the dynamic and uh, amazing motivational speaker that you are today. And the reality is this, and I, and I think that this is where we need to have authentic conversations with ourselves. Like we really have to put ourselves in check sometimes. Yeah. Is the self-doubt going to go away? No. I just got off the phone with the client and they're like, I just want all these thoughts gone. I'm like, but that's not real. And I'm not going to sit here and BS and say, you're going to wake up and all these amazing thoughts will always be in your head. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Even science shows you that 80% of our thoughts are negative. We have 70,000 thoughts a day, right? Right. So, but it's not about getting rid of every single negative thought. Mm. It's about being able to manage them and not allow them to cripple mm. your life, not allow them to cripple you from taking action. Because the truth is, is that your whole entire life, people are going to put you down. That's never going to change. That's never going to change, right? I hope right. I live for another 50, 60 years. And I know that in those 50, 60 years, there's always going to be people that doubt you, that mm -hmm. say, don't do that. You can't do that. What are you thinking? That's That will never change. And so mm -hmm. at some point, you have to have that conversation with yourself that says, when am I going to stop listening to people and just do it? Like, just do yeah. me. Live my life because whose right. life are you living for? Who are you living for? Mm -hmm. And you have to come to that realization with yourself because otherwise it will cripple you and it will stop you. And mm -hmm. before you know it, your whole life has gone by and you've lived your life based off of other people's thoughts and beliefs, mm -hmm. not your own.
Yeah. So it's important to just start and not listen to others exactly what you said. And, um, and I noticed, especially because of how you became a motivational speaker in one of your, um, speaking videos, it was your TEDx video. It was the commit to workplace transformation, people versus profits. And I know that you've mentioned you were a singer. And so I, in your video and a couple other videos that I've seen, you started out singing before you give your speeches. And so I wanted to know what does starting your speeches with a song do for you and for your audience? Yeah. You want to know the truth? (laughs) (laughs) So the first time I was asked to speak, I was super scared. Mm. I was scared and I only had two minutes. All I had was two minutes and they needed me to speak for two minutes. It was like two minutes, golden nugget basically is what they wanted. And it was the first time Mm. I was going on stage in front of hundreds of people and not singing. Like I was just speaking. Mm. So that for some reason that was a fear for me in that moment. And so I remember thinking in the nighttime the night before I said, yes, like I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But there was still the, you know, the fear like I'm talking about. Yes. And so I remember laying in bed for three days prior and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? How, what am I going to say? How am I going to get comfortable? Mm. And then I said, what am I, like, what makes me comfortable? Well, singing does. Mm. Singing puts me in a zone and it instantly calms my nerves. So then my brain went, well, what if I started off singing? Mm. Well, what will happen? A, it's going to be unexpected. Okay. Not very few people do it that are speakers. B, it'll be engaging. It'll captivate them right away. And C, it'll calm me down mm. so that when I do jump into talking, my nerves will already be clear. And that's the truth. <laughs> that's why I started singing. Wow. That's amazing because I thought you were mainly doing it to impact other people to engage them. And which is one of the points you said, but it's nice to know that you're human too. And of course you are, you know, and that you have those fears too, you know, and sometimes I think that, you know, when people see like, Oh, she's a motivational speaker, she's doing this. They think like, Oh, she doesn't have any fears, you know, and it ties into what you said about how everyone has negative thoughts as well. But so instead of staying in that fear, you were like, okay, I'm comfortable doing this. Let me do this. And and I love that because I've never seen any other speaker do that. And so it made me so engaged into what you were saying because I was like, wow, this is a nice way to start. It's making everybody feel at ease and comfortable and excited to hear what you were about to say. So it's something that it's great that it's something that worked for you, but it really helped so many other people too. Thank you. Well, and I think that, that it goes back to just do you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, do you what works for you because you'd be surprised, you know? And so for me, I'm like, well, this is what I'm good at. I'm mm. really good at it. And I know that I can engage people and they won't expect it. So I'm going to bring it in. Is it the norm? No. But should I do the norm? Of course not. Because then I'm going to be like everybody else. I'm going right. to be like every other speaker. And mm. so now when I do speak and there's like, five speakers in a row, which there's typically more than one speaker, especially now in conferences, I'm I'm not doing the same thing. I'm not walking Mm. up there and being like, hi, everyone. Like, so happy to be here. I start singing like in the back of the room and people are, can't find me. And then it just, it's a cool way. Now today, because I've spoken so much, Mm. I don't have to do that anymore if I don't want to. 
like I can okay. just start speaking and I'm, I'm okay. But I do it anyway because it's fun now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just part of your, part of it, part of that, sh- that show, but it's, yeah, exactly. you know, your presentation, but yeah, I love that you do that. And, ob- and you have a beautiful voice, so it, it, that helps too. You're welcome. Thank you. And then how did, what was that experience like though? You know, that's such a unique experience, the TEDx talk experience. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, it's a, it's a marathon for speakers. Mm. And um, even if you are a motivational speaker and you speak a lot, there's nothing like a TED talk. There's Mm. nothing like a TEDx talk because you can't really improv. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. You can't play to the room so much because mm. you're being filmed. You have a time and you have to like stick to your script. It's scripted. Okay. So, you know, when I mm. go on stage and I speak, I can, you know, forget a word and then make a joke or I could see someone walk in and say, hey, you're late to the game. Like I could do those kind of things that are spontaneous. Mm. In your TED Talk, you can't. Okay, that's the first thing. Okay. You have to stick to the time. Mm. So you don't want to... You don't want to improv. You don't want to go off your script because then it takes your time, like in a new direction, and you have to stick to the time that's allotted, right? And right. then also, you really only have a short amount of time to score, so you don't have time for mm. fluff. Okay. You don't have time to like mumble over your words, and mm. you really have to make sure that you have a direction of where you're going. So, like my okay. TikTok was eight and a half minutes. In those eight and a half minutes, I really had to express, here's the problem. Mm. This is why it's important to you. And this is now what I need you to do to take action. Mm. And I had to do all that in eight minutes. That's how my brain works and like how I crafted the talk. Wow. And I practiced every day. Okay. And today I even train Mm. TEDx speakers. So now I, I work with individuals that are doing a TED talk and I help train them. And even today, I work with speakers that when they go to deliver their talk to me, they start crying because they completely forget their talk. They're like, this has never happened to me. I've spoken my whole life. And I'm like, I know, it's just the TED Talk thing. Like, (laughs) you'll get over it. And so, and then they get over it and they do it. Mm. But there's just something about the angst and the anxiety that even if you've spoken your whole life, that it can create like this freeze and this pressure. And so you really Mm. have to practice. I practice every single day. I've recorded myself. I had a council that I would do it in front of. So Mm. it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, but it's a game changer because it it grows you. And I like growth. Well, you did an amazing job. So I couldn't, you know, it, People can't see what it takes to make, you know, your highlight reel and they don't know what it takes for you, you know, when you were speaking at these events and now that you're training TEDx speakers. So it's nice to know that it can be done, but that's the reality. Hard work is involved and practice is involved, like you said, but that I think that is really helpful that you were recording yourself. So then, you know, when to stop too, and then how to play it back and then where you know where your pauses are and or I don't know yeah just I just feel like that's right and I mean the same thing is for everything you know when I had when I had performers that were oh I wish I sang like you I wish I'm like Mm. it's got nothing to do with that I used to stay up in the practice room till 2 a.m singing while they were out partying like this has nothing to do this Mm. has nothing to do with I wish I could have what I no it's I 
just worked really hard. I worked really hard. I would sit in the practice room till 2, 3 a.m., five days a week. I didn't drink an ounce of alcohol or do any drugs because it affects mm. the voice and because I didn't want to, but right. it can thrash your voice. Now, I mean, I really put in hard work and I made decisions that were that were going to help me get to my goal. So when people would say, oh, I wish I could be, I'm like, it's got nothing to do with that. Mm. If you want to be where I am, you just mm -hmm. have to work hard. You just have yes. to work hard and you have to make decisions that are going to help you to get there. Mm. Oh, that's a great, that's a great nugget that you just shared with us because that's the truth. And it's the truth. It's the truth. And so Not everybody wants to hear it. They're like, no, I just want it out. It doesn't work that right. way. They're like, what's the easy way out though? But you're like, there is no easy way. Yeah, right. it is. It's your work ethic. It's hard work. And so by you working so hard, what have been uh, the ways that you've been able to deal with obstacles and challenges in your business? Um, I, that's a good question. And I think that everything prepares you for everything. So because I'm used to working hard and I'm not afraid to fail, mm. I'm not afraid to fail. And that's what served me in my business. So when I first started the business, let's say I put out a program and it didn't sell, like mm. nothing worked. And because I understood that, okay, maybe that's not a good model. Let me try again. Let me grow from it. Let me learn from it. It didn't, it didn't cripple me from, from stopping. Right. Well, that's right. why today businesses, they fall and they collapse because they do the same thing over and over again and then they don't see results and then they give up. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you put it out there. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work, you change it. Mm -hmm. You change it, you shift it. And you, and if it still doesn't work, then maybe you bring in counsel because maybe you don't have what mm -hmm. you need. So then you bring in counsel, you bring in a coach, you learn more skills so that you can grow and develop. So in the beginning mm -hmm. for me, like I'm not afraid to fall and make mistakes. I've made mistakes in the company and I was okay with that. I've had conferences where I've lost thousands of dollars and I'm like, okay, don't do this again next year. What did, mm. what did I do wrong this year? What, what did I do wrong? Well, I spent way too darn much money over here. I can't do that next year. And there's still mm. going to be a next year. Do you see what I mean? And right. So it's, just, it's that thought process of it's okay if it's, it's not meant to be perfect. And that's how you grow a business. And that's also what makes you good at growing a business because now you have the experience and you understand the do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. And so that really, really served me. Learning from your mistakes. Learning yes. from your mistakes and allowing mistakes. Now, do we want mm -hmm. them to be, you know, a half a, half a million dollar mistake? Of course not. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the reality is, is that you are going to be mistakes. There are going right. to be. I've lost thousands of dollars in the beginning. And I was like, dang. And I hired a coach. Like I, I did a okay. lot of the work. But still, you're going to make mistakes like that. It's just inevitable. It's part of learning and growing mm. unless somebody does it all for you. And that's not growth. Right. Right. So if you're going to do these things for yourself, understand mm. that there's going to be some challenges and you just have to get comfortable with it. Mm. You have to get comfortable with it and you have to see the bigger picture. So you have to know that, okay, this is a setback, but this is fine because this is where we're going. Mm. This is where we're going and this is where I'm going to continue to go. Yes. So it's helpful also too to accept it to when things don't exactly go our way too. Like, you know, you know, there's that quote, it's all about how you react to things that happen to you in your life. And so it's it's like that because in order to grow, you're right, these things are going to happen no matter what. And so if we can try to 
react as best we can and get the help we need. Like you said, you hired a coach or, you know, you, you try to get the help so you can make the best decisions to flourish for, for the sake of your business too. 100% and learn, learn from your mistakes. If, if, if you remember anything from this conversation is this never play small, never play small. You know, even in your business, don't play small. As a mm. professional, don't play small. I mean, I remember when I was building my business, and some of you that are listening or you might resonate with this, it's like I would do an event, right? Or mm-hmm. I would put out a program and one person would show up. One. Mm. And I remember going in there and being like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if there's one person. I'm going to show up and I'm going to put my best foot forward because if anything, it's practice for when a thousand people show up. If anything, that one person might be the person that says, I want to hire you. What do you charge? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So never, ever play small and mm. never think that, you know, one person's not enough because that mm-hmm. one person could be a game changer. Yes. It, it only takes one person to make an impact. Yes. It takes one person. And so how do you feel all the resources that we have with personal development, what have been the best resources for you with your growth and personal development? And that have, I know you've had practice because of, you know, when you said your parents taught you affirmations, but what has really helped you stay in the positive mindset and to really help you keep on your personal development journey? Um, I'm a huge fan of, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I love listening to podcasts to grow. I really love to read. I'm a huge fan of reading because it it keeps your mind stimulated in a Mm -hmm. positive way. And I know that I I still need to grow too. So I love to read. I love going to experiential events like conferences. I don't go to a ton, but every Mm -hmm. year I'll pick like two to three that I'll invest my money and energy into. Do you know that I'm... It's a part of, they have good people in there. You're like-minded. So I really like that. But I also have a really strong community around me. Mm. You know, I have a, I have, have what I call a personal board of directors. And they're also really incredible people that all do different things. That if I do feel down, if I do mm. make a mistake, or if I'm about to potentially make a mistake and in my stomach, I'm like, I don't know if that's the right decision. I will call them and I will talk with them and they can help guide me because we all have blind spots like mm-hmm. every single person Oprah Tony Robbins president doesn't matter who you are we all have areas that we can't always see mm-hmm. and so when you have your personal board of directors you can go to them for counsel and say I'm about to send this email is it too harsh <laughs> uh, I'm about to spend you know fifty thousand dollars on this am I making the right decision and these people can guide you I love that. That's important. So it that's why it, it also ties back to what you were saying before when you were singing and you weren't the one that was going to party. You were focused on what is going to help you get to the top of where you're trying to go. And so it's still important into your life now because who we surround ourselves with is so important to how it's going to help us grow. So it's nice to know that that really is a reality of who we spend time with, listening to podcasts, reading books, like anything that we can do to nourish our mind and continue to be a student is the only way we continue to be better in our lives by always wanting to learn. Absolutely. And then, 
And speaking of books, so let's talk about your book. So again, um, Netta's book is called Rise Up For You, Closing the Gap Between You and Your Potential. So let's talk about that, where people can buy it and what inspired you to, you know, to write your book. I, well, let me start with saying why I wrote it. And it, it's because of exactly what I said in the beginning. I really feel like the greatest disservice mm-hmm. is a lack of human potential. You know, like it's yes. so sad for me to see people that in my eyes, I know, I know it could be changing the world or I know they could be making an impact or mm. they can be so much better than what they're putting out there. And they just don't because they didn't have the confidence or they mm. didn't feel like they were enough. And it's so sad for me to see. And so part of the reason why I wrote the book is because a, I wanted to provide some strategy to help because I'm all about like strategy and like tools that can help. But I also wanted to have a real, a very real spin on it that, hey, like, I didn't have it easy either. Do you know what I mean? I lost everything, you know, with the divorce. Both of my parents died before I was 31. My mom died right next to me. She died from cancer within six months. And so by the time I was 31, I lost both of my parents, went through the divorce, and I felt, like, super defeated. And so the reason why I write the book is to say, listen, like, we all go through life. Mm. Every single person goes through life and, you know, we can't use life as an excuse to not see and be our full potential because every single one goes through death. Every single human being goes through heartbreak. Every single being goes through ups and downs. And yet there's so many of us that are using them and using Mm. these principles and life and thoughts to prevent us. Well, this Mm. happened to me and I had this and I'm like, and? Like we all go through it. And so I wanted to write the book to show and say, listen, like I'm not perfect. I didn't have like a picture perfect life, but you can overcome it if you want to. If you want to overcome it, you can't. And here's how. Here's how. It's not a woohoo book. It's not a just get up and be motivated because that's not realistic. You know, it's very, it's very thought out and it's very, here are the things, A, B, C, and D that you can start right now. Mm. Start implementing this. Here are the things that you can start cultivating that are going to take a couple months for you to work through. Start Mm. doing it. Here's this. Here's, and it's very, it's a combination of like my story as well as tangible Mm. strategy that you can implement to really close that potential gap because you deserve it. Yes. Why wouldn't you? That's so helpful. We can all break through certain things and certain traumas to actually have that guide. It's nice that you share your real story so that you're right. So people don't just think, oh, you know, it's just it's just a self-help book without a backstory like you're trying to help people. So you're trying to have it be real for them to relate to you. So I'm excited to buy your book and to, and to have your book. So you're welcome. I'm just, I'm, it's nice that you're, you made this because you know, it's like when we have these gifts, it's also a disservice, you know, when we don't share that. So that's part of your gift that you're sharing with all of us because you know, you have certain knowledge and how you've worked through traumas in your life. So what better way than to be able to share that with others so they don't feel alone and, but that they know 
that we all know that it can be overcome and that you're right, that we can keep living and we can have an extraordinary life. Absolutely. And the book is for every person, leader, professional out there. And I make it really clear in the book. It's like, don't give me this professional BS of like, well, I'm a professional. That's not real. Like we are people too. And like, that's why I talk a lot about like the corporate space in there as well. And I talk about it like mm. the space will being because we tend to think that we compartmentalize. Mm. It's like, I'm the professional going to work and now mm. I'm done with work and I'm just this human being that's whatever. It's like, no, we carry them into the space. And so the way that we are and the way that we show up shows up everywhere. It shows up at work. It shows mm. up when we're leading. It shows up when we're parenting. It shows up when we're in relationships. Like it doesn't just turn off when you walk into the door and now you're like this amazing human. Like it, right. it goes everywhere. And so, I, I mean, I talk a lot. There's a lot of research in there okay. that really supports, you know, the 80% of professionals that lack confidence. Mm. One third of the workspace likes what they're doing. The other 77% are miserable at work. We have the highest depression and suicide rate amongst every single age group, not just kids, mm -hmm. professionals and elderly as well. So I also throw a lot of stats out there that are just to wake people up and say, something's not right. Yeah, Something's not right. And we need to start making a shift within ourselves mm -hmm. and start taking ownership of, of our lives so that we can all collectively make it right. Yes. Oh, I feel so inspired. I'm so, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And how, how long did it take you to write this book? Have you been? It took me two years. Two years. Okay. Because I did it in spurts. Mm. It took me, you know, when my mom passed away, it took me a year to even begin to put the pencil on the paper. Because I talked a little bit about my mom and I had to, mm. I had to heal somewhat, mm. not fully. I had to heal somewhat to, to start writing. And even today, I read I read the book this morning. I read it every day before I put it out there just to make sure, catch a couple things because it's going into print. And even today, I just start crying. I read it, and I'm like, I forget it's my book. I'm like, wow. like Wow. It, it's, a, it's a journey. And so I would go through spurts where I would write like a chapter or two, and then I would have to put it away for a little bit. Mm. And then I would write another chapter, and then I would put it away for a little bit. So collectively, it took me two years. Two years. And now it's going to be on sale August 14. And where can our listeners buy a copy? Yeah, most simple way is Amazon. Uh, I mean, you could also go to my website and get it as well. But everyone knows Amazon. <laughs> so Amazon it is. <laughs> Amazon is. Okay. Yeah, and you can just type in my name. You can type in Rise Up For You. Um, and you can you can actually you can pre-buy the book now as well. Oh, that's perfect. Everyone's going to jump at the chance to be able to buy it now. And, and Netta, um, just can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you, uh, with your website, your Instagram, email? Thank you. Yeah. So um, every social media platform is at Rise Up For You, completely spelled out. So it's all the same everywhere. But you can also connect with me personally, Netalina. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram. You can go to riseupforyou.com. So everything's very simple. It's Rise Up For You. You type it in, you'll get Instagram, Facebook, the website, LinkedIn, everything. <laughs> so you can go there. And I do have a special gift if that's okay. But I understand like everybody needs like a jump start. And so we actually have this full ebook about potential and like how to break it and how to like even just start. 
and there's an exercise in there and I walk you through it. So it's completely free. So I'll send the link to you and then you can pass it on to the community and, and anything oh, yeah. that want it. You just grab it and start working on it. Oh, thank you so much, Netta. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And I'll share that with everyone that's listening. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Netta, for being on the show today and for all your inspiration and all the value that you gave. I, I really appreciate you and everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Design Your Happiness podcast. I appreciate you for listening, and I hope you feel inspired. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your loved ones. I hope you have a beautiful day and get excited to design your happiness.